Hello, everyone. Hi, 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 hi. It's Sunday. Hi, guys. Hi, hi, guys, guys. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Wow. Yeah. That's our new, our new jingle. Our new um, jingle. Written by Mel and Clancy. Copyright 2021. Yeah, because loads of people will be coming to nick that stellar material. They will. Just like any any second now. It's happening. Um, She's shitting in the street. <laughs> Mel, how are you? I'm broken, Clan. You're so I'm fucking so broken, broken at the moment. I'm so broken. Not spiritually. Well, oh, well, I mean, not spiritually, maybe mentally and emotionally. No, I'm joking. I, I've injured my foot and I don't know how I've done it, like at all. No idea. I mean, this does happen to me occasionally. I just like really hurt myself and I don't know how I've done it. For the most part, it's like usually due to falling down the stairs and stuff like that because I'm dead clumsy. But in this case, I haven't actually done that. I think I must have rolled my ankle at some point and maybe it hurt a bit then I thought it was getting better then I went on a big walk oh well, my I said God. Big, it wasn't even a big walk it was a minor walk I walked up maybe some slight hills and was totally fine then I woke up the next day and I literally couldn't walk I'm not being I, funny team I said to Mel like how do she's hobbling around like today it's even worse I iced it yesterday you look like you need crutches I feel like I need crutches <laughs> honestly and I'm, I'm like, in so much how did pain. you do it and you were literally like I don't know. Yeah, it's really problematic. I should probably go and get an x-ray. I don't think it's broken. It's probably ligament damage from what I can see and from my foot diagrams and my general level injuring myself in the past. Anyway, that's where I'm at, broken. I'm so sorry to hear that, Mel. That's okay. You've been hearing it for the past two days. So I'm sorry for you that you're just watching me hobble around being useless. How are you, babes? Um, babes oh go on then um, I'm okay I basically very I've been adulting this weekend and last weekend because mm. basically in my room there was like water damage coming through the wall because there was I think like a crack in the ceiling and so we had someone in to paint the wall but they didn't then fix the roof so the water damage came back so now I've had to Moldy repaint wall repaint over the water damage like with the oil paint and then the and then the the, just the off-white that I mean guys you really want to hear all about this DIY no one cares shut up (laughs) then I put the I put the I put the the bloody um um the off-white paint over the oil paint without it having dried properly and then it made this like alligatory effect you have to have so much patience with painting and I feel like neither of us have that so I don't think we should be like I can't cut in a straight line no I can't do origami because I can't be asked to put the like this is what's what's come out I can't put the ends together I can't build furniture because I can't be asked to read the instructions before I start so then I end up that's why we have a perfect relationship I end up putting the headboard on like you know the like base of the bed thinking it's like slats that's like what happens to me. That's why I didn't ask you for your help to build my bed. I did it mostly myself and recruited oh my another God. one of our, our good friends who lives here. Anyway. Guys, we've, I wouldn't say recruited. This week has been like the most listened to week of Open House. So I just want to say a big shout out to new listeners, new subscribers. Thank Hello. you so much for joining us. Welcome to the fun, the fun, the Open House um we yeah uh, last week we did a episode with grace mowat which was just so much fun um she was amazing and keep your ears peeled guys because we um have just recorded a, another collab with grace um that i'm sure will be announced very very soon so get excited for that one do it it's gonna be really good we had a great time and 
Grace is brilliant. The whole thing was brilliant. Um, so with that said, we've also had some wonderfully brilliant stellar reviews. Thank you so much to any new people that have written them, any old people that have written them. It's so great. We love reading and hearing about what you've got to say. And it really does help as like a very, very small independent podcast made out of... Small but getting bigger. AAA, made out of our... Um kitchen living room space we really appreciate it so thank you so much to everyone who said such lovely things yeah so many nice things and all the messages that we've gotten all of that um but we're also so interested in all the goss so if you yourselves have any difficult conversations that you'd like to share with us feel free to pop them in the reviews because we do read them and um we'll broach them on the podcast and or you can email us um, on talkopenhouse at gmail.com we can also be found on instagram at openhousepod so feel free to send us a dm send us a message we've been getting some lovely ones so keep them coming we love chatting to you speaking to you seeing who our listeners are and we can also be found on twitter at underscore openhousepod check us out you smashed that mel i know i did and without further ado Here's the episode. Enjoy. Welcome to Open House. The podcast all about having those difficult conversations. Ever had to hash out funeral plans with your terminally ill mum? Or ask if your dad is really your dad? We have and we want to chat all about it. Join me, Clancy. And me, Mel, as we open up and get into some nitty gritty details. Like therapy, but cheaper. This is Open House. Everybody, welcome back to Open House. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, thank you for being here. Welcome, one and all, friends, animals, people. Thank you for sharing your ear holes with us today. Um, today we are <laughs> today we are just so thrilled uh, because oh, we so have an excited. amazing person in the virtual studio today. It's TJ Lucas Box. TJ is a social media influencer and LGBTQ plus advocate on a mission to change and break down gender norms. Yes, they also have the most gorgeous animal pals, which can be seen on their Instagram, Oakley the dog and Todd the cat. Oh, they're great. We are so pleased to have them in our virtual studio today. Please welcome TJ. Hey guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you so much for coming. For being on Zoom today. Yes, so far. This is so much fun. (laughs) What better what better to do than have a have a a podcast in the pandemic? I love it. Oh my gosh. Well it gives you something to do, eh? Like it's been it's a whole, you know, it's I'm sh- I mean, I'm sure there are other people that are really busy if they're not sort of creatives and freelancers. But but how have you been? How has how has lockdown been? Yeah. How are yeah. you? How's life? Um, I feel busier. <laughs> I, I feel right. busier, which is amazing. Um, through this as well, um, with, you know, my my formal job, you know, the the nitty gritty job that we have to do to make ends meet. I've even gone part time during this time um, so that I can really push everything I do um, creatively and through social media um, and I guess influence side of things um, and advocacy. So it's crazy. I've gone part time. I feel busier. and I'm excited. You know, I feel life, you know, apart from all the bad that's happening for me personally, I think 2020 I found myself and I'm I'm excited for 21, you know, that's that's bloody so great. great. I'm so and happy also, 
how wonderful as well that was that a difficult process being like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna drop some hours like because I know I feel like I have to do a million things at once and being a freelancer sometimes you've got nothing going on and then all of a sudden everything's happening at the same time you don't have necessarily um that security of ongoing you know what's going to come in and for, I think I've been wanting to do this for about a year to two years. Um, wow. I really wanted to do it in October, but then the second pandemic was coming. Oh, sorry, second pandemic, second lockdown was coming. And I was Wait, like, what? there's pandemic. another one? <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. Um, and I, I was scared. And I think my partner moved in so slowly. I was feeling, okay, if I go part-time, I've got a bit more security. We're in it together. Um, and I, I think because where I was, which I'm sure we'll potentially touch base on, um, changing my name and things like that I didn't want to necessarily do too much at once I wanted to do a few things for me get to a more stable point I've got a few things happening um in my personal life and I thought you know when better than the new year and 2nd of Jan I was part-time and that was it hey that's brilliant oh my goodness so so great I love how you were like my girlfriend moved in now she has to pick up my slack <laughs> yeah <laughs> no she's so good honestly like it's it's amazing it's so, it's so weird you know being I, I'm nearly 27 and I've, I've 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 come across very many you know many different people and it just when it feels right it feels right it's that cliche and yeah actually I, we haven't even told anyone this um we on the day she moved in that's when we got Oakley the puppy the same day um, and it was the day before lockdown two and we were just like do you know what let's just do it um people always joke about I think for a lot of the time it's for people who identify as lesbians the kind of U-Haul moving in too quick Whoa. we abolished that we've we've made a new record you know we, <laughs> we were a fit we were official from like summer and within four months we moved in got a dog I already had Todd the cat and um yeah, I mean, <laughs> when Brilliant. better than in a pandemic? That's like the gold star of you hauling. Like you've done it. Literally, you've like I, I, I think the rest um, of us out of the park. I, I have abolished everyone. The trans non-binary uh, <laughs> human here has just completely uh, taken over. Um, oh, TJ, wow. as a kind of like getting to know you thing, um, we'd love to play two truths yeah. and a lie. If that's okay, I know it's super Amazing. like school. Like I def- sometimes I do creative workshops with kids. I love that. Bring it. Back. Yeah, and but like I'm always like, right, kids, two truths and a lie. Take as long as you need to think about them. You give us your two truths and one lie about yourself. It could be anything. Then Clancy okay. and I are going to try and guess which of the truths, which is the lie, and I will probably win. I- I'm ready. Okay. So here we go. Um, I had a tortoise called Petrie. I broke my shoulder by tripping over my own foot. I once stole a ring from a shop, and my mum made me take it back. Okay, I, I, I've got an instinct oh, wow, on this okay. one. My instinct is always wrong, so but I'm going to go for it anyway. <laughs> I think turtle named Petrie is wrong, and I think it would have been called something else. That's what I'm going for, Mel. And you, so okay. it was ring, t- tortoise or turtle, and what was the other one? Tortoise, and what was the other one? What was the middle one? Mel, tortoise. Mel. Yeah. So oh, I'll do it again. Did you just say tortoise? Yeah. <laughs> Tortoise. <laughs> I'm from the I wasn't going to comment. Oh, God damn it, southern people. Actually, I can't see it. You're from wherever. Do but, you like... guys say tortoise? Wait, is what, it a, what is a it tortoise? meant to be then? Tortoise. A to- well, is it not tortoise? Oh, tortoise. No. Tortoise. It, tortoise. If you're know. listening to the podcast, 
If you're listening to the podcast, please write in and tell us what the correct pronunciation of the word tortoise is. Can, can I just be clear? But isn't um, it a bit like theatre? Like theatre and then some people say theatre, right? Who Maybe says theatre? I know. In school, I heard it and I laughed and then I felt bad because, again, it was something to do where someone else was from a different part of the UK. That's why I didn't comment when you said tortoise. Thank you. See, <laughs> see, TJ is the nice one out of the group, can't see. How does that make you feel? Huh? 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 Yeah. Okay. I just it wouldn't make me feel terrible. Bubble, shall I? Right. I'll do it one more time. Yeah, please. You, okay? Thank so, you. God. I had a tortoise called Petrie. I broke my shoulder <laughs> by tripping over my own foot. And I once stole a ring from a shop and my mum made me take it back. Okay, I agree. I, I think I do agree with Clancy. I think you did have a tortoise <laughs> and it was probs called something else. Yeah. So you so think you, that one's the lie? I think that one's the lie. I think you broke your shoulder and I think you did steal a ring. Not that that's a comment on your personality and your mum <laughs> did make you, make you take it back. It's just I such think. a I good story. It's just such a good story. <laughs> yeah. So... You're wrong, guys. I'm so sorry to do <gasps> this to you. I told you when I when I when I bring it, I bring it. Um, actually, my tortoise. I had an Indian style tortoise, which is a rare one. Um, called wow. Petrie. And the reason he was called Petrie is there was a show called Land Before Time when I was a kid, and it was about dinosaurs and things like that. If anyone is listening to this, there will be a lot of you people out there who know this. Um, whoever <laughs> hasn't watched it, I don't care how old you are, sort yourselves out and watch Land Before Time. Um, I did. I had a tortoise called Petrie. Um, so okay. do you want me to tell you which one was the lie? Yeah, yes, please. please. Okay. Please. So I did actually break my shoulder tripping my over my own foot. Um, when you were a kid, um, although I'm trans non-binary, I lived a lot of my life as, you know, being told that I was a female and a girl. So I did live a majority of my life like that. Um, and I was on an astroturf. And at school, you were kind of told you could only have certain shoes. I don't know if you guys had that, like, with a certain... You had to have a certain, like, heel on kickers and stuff. I don't even know. I can't remember. No. Anyway, I was... Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was something like that. And, like, we weren't allowed where I was. You weren't allowed to wear, like, flat shoes and things like that. And we were on an AstroTurf, so the wrong shoes. I wasn't wearing trainers. And I literally just tripped over my own foot and cleanly broke my uh, humerus bone <laughs> in my shoulder. Um... <laughs> So the one that was a lie was uh, I didn't steal a ring um, from a shop. Although I think most kids do do this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, my mum, it wasn't exactly that. I, I did do something else. I once stole like, stole, like Lego from my cousin and my mum. I didn't think it was stealing. I thought, you know, they were my family. <laughs> uh, my mum made me send it back with a letter. Re- but unfortunately, on this case, it was that one. TJ, um, shall we yeah. introduce your first difficult conversation? You can start on whatever one you want. Um, the reason we leave our guests to like introduce it is because, you know, obviously it's your story and we don't want to be yep. inserting words into your mouth. So, um, yeah, whenever you're ready yep. and you feel comfortable, uh, do you want to introduce your first difficult conversation? Yeah. So, um, I guess, as you guys mentioned, um, at the beginning of this, um, I do a lot of advocacy within the LGBTQ plus, um, communities. Um, one of my personal experience that I've had to go through for about 13 years. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, if my maths is right, actually, I, I always wonder whether I get this number wrong. Um, but since <laughs> I was about 13, I've had to deal with um, endometriosis. Um, for people who don't know, um, it is a condition that affects um, uteruses or wombs, whatever you would like to call it. Um, it creates like a lining within the womb and can affect other parts of the gynecological area and actually can spread to other parts of organs, bowel, bladder and other parts of the tissues in the body um 
I was actually one of the fortunate ones that because I was 13, um, I had a cyst on my ovary at burst. Um, I actually got misdiagnosed with the NHS. They said I had something called a tonsil tummy, which is what something four-year-olds have. And I was like, okay, I'm 13. This is a bit strange. Um, and I was in agony. Um, I was very fortunate. You know, I want to acknowledge that I was very privileged um, as a child in the sense that we had private insurance as a family at the time purely because my mum also suffered with gynecological different issues. So they had the insurance already. Um, I went privately and they rushed me straight into surgery um, because it was leaking blood um, in my abdomen and to, they were just a bit worried about septicemia and things like that. Um, they, in the process of a laparoscopy, so luckily I didn't have to have like any open surgery. I was again, I think in a, a year of time where, you know, technology and things like that have moved so much forward that I didn't have to have any like awful opening of surgeries. However, in the process, they found that I had endometriosis um, within my womb and um, around my ovaries, as well as this cyst, um, which is quite rare to uh, one, have it that young. Also, which is still very sad, it's still very rare for people to uh, be diagnosed with endometriosis. Um, so I guess the, the first conversation I wanted to bring is awareness around endometriosis generally, um, but also the fact that, unfortunately, you know, there's a lack of research and funding for it. Um, and it's something I really try to push on my social media. I get a lot and a lot of response um, from people who follow me in regards to their own experiences. I've had people actually through following me and pushing for um, help with gynecological treatment. They have then found they've got endometriosis and they've been able to treat it. I had the same gynecologist for a long time. And recently in about October, November 2020, last year, I finally took the leap to go for a new gynaecologist who this time was um, a female and near the area I live in Worthing, Sussex. Um, and sadly, um, you know, she actually did say, you know, you could have a coil. And I said, this is awkward. I'm on my second now. Um, and I said, but that's not going to cure my endo. And she was like, oh, oh, yes. They're, they're very quick, I think, unfortunately, within... Um, within the industry, I think, of health, they're still behind. Um, in regards to endometriosis, they don't want to kind of deal with the issue as such. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create the awareness around it um, and help people because it's something that goes so undiagnosed. Um, and also, I'm trying to create that awareness around people who also don't identify as female. And people are getting rejected for care because of their identity, because they are trans or binary or just non-binary or just trans um and it's a really important topic um she actually dismissed me because uh i wanted i want to have a hysterectomy for health um i have my gender side of things which we may come to at some point but i want to have a hysterectomy for my health because i don't want to go for any more pain i don't want to have any more operations and i have i believe i should have the right to do with what i want with my body um i don't want to carry a baby um, and that should be my choice. And unfortunately, this gynecologist told me that unless you're 40 or you have a fatal condition, I won't do it. And then I said, well, I, sadly, I had to bring in my gender. I thought, ah, oh, OK, well, if you're saying that, I said, well, what about if, uh, you know, I am trans non-binary? I don't want to carry a baby. This actually affects my dysphoria also. She then decided to quickly change her mind. And she said, oh, OK, well, if you get a gender specialist to say it's OK, I'll do it. And that just made me think, 
So it's not the fact that you don't think it's correct to do it or I should have the right to do it. It's more the fact you want to cover your tracks. And that's what made me then think, right, something needs to happen. There needs to be some sort of awareness and whatever identity you have, you should be able to have control of your own body. So uh, as I said, I blabber, but that generally is the big kind of picture at the moment. Oh my goodness. I have so many questions and thank you so much for bringing this story to us. Um, uh, like Thank we, you we follow me. you on social media yes. and your kind of generosity of your experiences especially while you're still going through them is just incredible and so um inspiring to watch um so with endometriosis you said that you mm-hmm. recently changed gyne- gynecologists is that because you've had any you've like met any roadblocks with the gynecologist you had um and what have those conversations with your gynecologist been like because as I'm aware there isn't there's not actually no cure for endo at the moment is there there's like it's severely under researched as you mentioned Um, exactly there's a lack of funding a lack of awareness a lack of research Um, there are petitions going around about it but you know I've shared it but you know I'm just one person the problem is you need that you need more people to to create that awareness even it's with any cause isn't it any movement you need Mm. people who don't experience it to enforce it as well um actually my first gynecologist since I was 13 it was actually a a, a man um a slightly older gentleman and this is a strange thing because I don't actually have a a, the best experience with um cis men um which is a completely different story but he actually was the only man in my life that I've ever trusted and I think it was because it was such Mm. a young age and I was so sad it's taken me so long (sighs) it took me so long to change gynecologists um because I was actually traveling all the way back to Surrey um, every time to see him because I just was too scared to go to anyone else. I've had smears yeah. since, which are very important, by the way. Um, I've had smears since I was um, 13, which obviously, sadly, again, this is another different topic, but the fact that you only get them at 25 is ridiculous. I was on the HPVs. Yeah, did you? Okay. Again, oh, yeah, we, we can talk about yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, you know, I, podcast, I was on the like, scale man. from a young age as well. And if I hadn't have luckily had that test, it would be a completely different story. Um, but yeah, so I think being in Sussex, it got to a point where life's so busy. Um, I realised I need to have someone who's more accessible closer to me. I did a lot of research um, and I found this second gynecologist. However, because of the experience I just explained, where she was basically saying she wouldn't do a hysterectomy until I'm 40. So you're prepared to put me through that much more pain and many more operations just because you think I may not want I may want to carry a baby even though I'm I'm telling you I don't want to carry a baby you know uh, for many reasons I think even if I didn't have the gender aspect I don't want to carry a baby like that should be okay why should I have to I'd rather be able to do it another way or if I want to adopt I'll adopt you know like we're not put on this earth to have a baby like wait it's not our sole purpose like if we want to if we want to have yes! a family great but we're not here yes. to reproduce like I just I just think I hate it anyway I actually decided I didn't want to go with her because of what she said um and I actually got rec- recommended another gynecologist and somewhere else in Sussex who actually closely does a lot of work in Brighton which I think says a lot because obviously Brighton being an LGBTQ plus capital you're going you're gonna to have a better chance of someone understanding you. She um, is incredible. Um, she listened to me. She agreed. Um, she said, I agree. I don't, I think people should be able to do what they want with their, with their body. Um, I do agree that people shouldn't have to carry a baby if they say they don't want to. However, you know, and I appreciate there is still a process. Um, she is actually 
not against the idea of me having a hysterectomy regardless of my age because that's the problem it's, it's that bloody age and it's like come on like get out let's get out of this what are you what are you talking about age like age is just a number I think we've we've, we've realized that now um it's that thing where people go you'll change your mind yeah and like or something will kick in like the hormones will start and like how weird it is that like um baby carrying people over a certain age Mm -hmm. and it's like 30s early 30s get called like geriatric mothers and it's to do with all of this stuff like it's wild the whole thing is wild like how we just put people on a pedestal for like how Mm -hmm. fertile they are and how able they are to like put um, put offspring into the world i'm just like we should not be using numbers and stuff to have like, yeah. there are it's, it's interesting because there are so many i feel like there are so many perspectives because it's that thing of i know people who have had the experience of not wanting children at all and um mm-hmm. then getting to their early 30s and being like yeah. oh gosh Oh gosh, what the fuck? Oh, yep. what the fuck are you fucking? But then yeah. there are other people who know they don't want children. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm actually reading um, Mel for Christmas got me. Um, have you heard of Emma Gannon's novel Olive? No, but I'm sure my girlfriend has. She's an avid reader. It's, um, it's brilliant. And it's basically a, like an exploration <laughs> of females or people mm. with uteruses who don't yeah. want babies and the yeah. expectation right. on people on people of a certain age to have them Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just the whole thing is fascinating but coming back to the hysterectomy thing it's kind of like Mm. where it's just as um Mm. people shouldn't have any control over our right to have an abortion it's like where is the more who is the moral obligation to is it to a potential future self Mm-hmm. Or is it to the person now who is experiencing yeah. pain? Well, and I think that's the people an, that a really interesting this, discussion. The people that decide this, you know, it's still a patriarchy. It's, it, all these decisions are coming from cis people and they're still men. And and it's it's just sad, you know. The, we were we were kind of in this preconception of that we have to carry children for men at the beginning of time. And I still think we're in that problem for a lot of different decision-making. Um, and actually as well even with you know the gender aspect i'm having to have all of these things because of what a decision maker by someone who's who's his gender they don't know what it's like to be trans and non-binary they don't know what it's like to experience the gender dysphoria and body dysphoria experience and with this hysterectomy kind of business the fact that i wasn't expecting you know this third gynecologist now in my life um to <coughs> acknowledge what, and hear me <laughs> don't die um to like actually <laughs> to actually hear me um <laughs> And it and actually the fact that she repeated back to me and answered the things I was saying, I was really surprised because I didn't expect that. And I'm very lucky that I had this recommendation by my partner's friend. Um, she hasn't said no to doing the history to me. However, she has asked me, um, I'm about to start uh, next month, I believe, a trial basis for three months of something called Zolodex. Now, this is a newer kind of treatment trial thing. Some people are on long term. What Zolodex does is it basically brings on, it shuts down your gynecological parts temporarily or however long you take it, um, effectively bringing on the menopause. Okay, no one wants to go through that. However, what she's doing, the reason she's asking me to do this is it's like it is actually for me. It's not even to do with whether she'll do a hysterectomy or not. I didn't understand that at first because I think when you've experienced so much like pushback and dismissal, you just you think there's an alternative like agenda around that. And actually, are you trying to cover your tracks? But she's not, and I get it now. So if I'm on Zolodex and I'm hypothetically, you know, shut down, um, I shouldn't experience endometriosis pain. 
okay, because it's to do with those parts. However, if I still experience pain while I'm technically shut down there, that means there is something else going on. My MRI has shown that I do have um, different types of cysts on my ovaries, um, ones that you can get rid of and ones, uh, ones that will go by themselves and ones that you have to, you have to do it by surgery. Um, effectively, I shouldn't feel pain from any of it. If I feel pain during this course of um, Zolidex, there is something else going on, which actually means if she was to do a hysterectomy, it probably won't take away the pain I'm experiencing. Um, so I do understand she has a duty of care and I, I really I'm glad she's explained this to me and I'm glad she's doing this because actually I wouldn't want to go through a hysterectomy and still have that pain after 13 years. It would be pretty horrific. Um, so I agree yeah, with her. And also to the, the added pain of, I assume, the surgery, like any kind of surgery I yeah. understand is putting your body through a lot of trauma. A lot of stress, 100%. Yeah. Um, and so basically we're going to do that. If, however, the pain disappears whilst I'm on this trial of Zolidex, that means great. We know that it is just endo and actually we can then look at the options of whether a hysterectomy, you know, let's do that, potentially an ovary. We can we can be a bit more ex- like explorative on ooh, our options. The, the, the one thing I do want to highlight is no one wants to go through this. I think a lot of people, you know, I have had some comments, not many, but I, I think people assume it's to do with my gender. And I try to make it very, very clear that this is not to do with my gender. Um, I do not want to be forced to go down the gender route because someone won't do it for my right of my body and right of the fact that I carry and I have a uterus womb. Um, so I, that's what I want to make very clear. There is also bad effects. I, you can have a hysterectomy and actually you can have quite bad um, repercussions after that. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, you can have issues with your bowel, with your bladder. Um, you can you can prolapse. You can you know it, you can have a lot of bad experiences from that which is why sometimes people end up staying on Zolodex for a longer period of time. But there's, you know, there's always going to be swings and roundabouts. There's always going to be pros and cons. And that's why I am glad she's doing the trial to it to kind of see what's what. And then we can explore the options. You know, it may be that having laparoscopies and having my marina coil for, for the rest of my life, um, it may be better. But then I guess that's where we decide then and take the risk of, you know, what, what's more important to me? What do I want to take the risk on? Um, I just, it's so sad that I've had to go to this kind of length to get to this point. And there are so many people that have no idea they have endometriosis. Yeah, it's so interesting that you just it, said I, that, um, that... No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting that you said that only now... Um, now that this third gynecologist has explained it to you and you're like, oh yeah, I get why you're doing this trial of this thing. And like, mm-hmm. now you're saying that you understand the reason that you're going through all of this, obviously, despite mm-hmm. all of the pushback, but like, where was, I don't know, like, why wasn't there an explanation about sort of the X, Y, Z, like yeah. uh, until now? Like, Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. You know, I think the, the second gynecologist before this one, the fact that she kind of dismissed me because of gender, she didn't go through all of these options, you mm. know, and it's really sad that she said, you know, oh, you've got the coil. And I, I <laughs> luckily due to my knowledge and it felt, you know, I didn't actually, I felt embarrassed for her, you know, that I came back at her and said, yeah, but that's, that's not a cure. That's not stopping it. That's just slowing it down. And you know, I can feel the pain already. I, I know when my endo's back, I've, I've lived with this since I was 13. I know my body very, very well. Um, so it's sad, you know. It's also incredibly frustrating that it feels like, you know, and I don't know again if I'm kind of, this is just my, me empathizing, imagine how I would feel in that situation, but mm. it almost feels like the second gynecologist was completely um, discounting the level of pain that you must be in to mm-hmm. want to go to such lengths 
Yeah. Like, like so come up with a decision. fucking better solution. Yeah. Like, you know, I I actually, if, if this gynecologist who is absolutely incredible, if she says to me, this is not going to be the right option for you because of X, Y, and Z, I'll be like, okay. You know, I'm not going to then suddenly go down the gender route to try and get a hysterectomy. That's not my, my aim. In fact, I would hate to go down that route and then let them just take it out without knowing all of this. So that's why yeah. I wanted to go to a specialist to do with health, to do, unfortunately, with the female assigned anatomy, because, you know, she knows it best and she's going to be doing it based upon health, not because of any other reasons. Um, and if she tells me that that's not the right choice, then OK, you know, um, what can we do to help me then? What's the best choice? And I'll live with it in regards to my gender and my dysphoria that I experience. It's one of those things that that's not the be all and end all. For me, there's more priorities in that respect. But in regards to my endometriosis, I just want the clarification of what's going to help me long term and for the rest of my life. Because having the constant back and forward of different opinions and things like that, I just want to know. Just tell me straight what's the best option. So I'm just so glad I found her. Um, and it's annoying because I've had so many people message me saying, who's this gynecologist? Like, please, can you tell me? And I obviously, I, I don't want, I don't want to because I don't think that's fair on her because a lot of, I don't want to yet. Anyway, I will want to ask her permission, firstly, but also a lot of the people that are coming, I believe for me is because of the gender side. And I don't want people to think, ha, someone's finally said, yes, they'll take out someone's womb, regardless of their gender. And I don't want people to then suddenly think that like, that's their only priority. Like I'm doing this for what my experience of endometriosis is. Um, and, you know, there, there are other procedures and uh, processes for that side of things. And I just think things should be done in a, a certain professional way, you know? For sure. Yeah. I'm wondering, so you obviously have a massive social media following. People are with you on this journey. In terms of you said you've had people kind of maybe questioning your motives or misunderstanding mm -hmm. your motives. Mm -hmm. What have, the, have there been any difficult conversations with your the people who follow you on social media? Um, and if so, how do you how do you deal with that? Um, I'd say most of them are positive. Most of them actually, I think, come to me in like, um not in I would say positive desperation like I don't want that to sound like a negative thing but more like you know they haven't had much hope a bit like me you know I've been going through this 13 years very proactive with it I've had the acknowledgement I've known what's wrong with me and I still haven't got it but these are people that still don't know what's wrong with them um and they're listening to what my pain's like and things like that and they're like oh, I have endometriosis um oh let's go to TJ let's ask like that, like as if I have all the answers and again I, I did some stories yesterday I want to make it very clear that this is my individual situation um I've had this since you know I've known about this since I was 13 it's been a very long journey there are a lot of different things I had to just have an MRI to make sure it wasn't my bowel to make sure it wasn't my bladder to make sure that there wasn't um like there's another thing um which I'm not gonna be able to pronounce the name of something else to do with your womb which is to do with your cervix as well um and if you have that, only a hysterectomy will help. Um, I didn't have that. So, you know, that, that's good. That's, that's a good thing that it is at the moment still very much looking like just endometriosis orientated stuff. Um, the way I kind of deal with it is, you know, actually, yes, I had someone who got a little bit angry at me because I said to them that you need to speak to a specialist. You know, I, I provide as much as I can on my stories. I think people 
oh, I love my following and I, I, you know, I try to make that very clear. However, sometimes people may think it's cheesy or whatever. I appreciate them. I've been through so much. And, you know, only last year did I finally, you know, find a purpose for myself and wanting to really be here. And I think I really show so much appreciation for the people that have always shown me support. But equally, I, I do try to share as much as I can on my social media so people don't have to always ask me. Because, it, you know, I do unfortunately have to still work. I do unfortunately, you know, still have a life. Fortunately, I have a life. Um, and I have a partner. And there are things I'm trying to do behind the scenes that I think people forget. You know, I do so much on social media to help and advocate for. But I'm actually doing a lot behind the scenes that people don't know yeah. about that I'm hopefully going to be bringing out this year. I love that. You're like, I exist outside, outside of the screen on your <laughs> Yeah, I do. Um, and I, I just... I think the way I try to deal with it is in a very, I acknowledge you, I align with you, um, I appreciate you, um, I'm doing the best I can, and I'll keep sharing as and when, just try and, you know, keep keep following me, I guess, and then you'll see if you want to see my journey. Um, and then, yeah, but I guess that's that's how I deal with those kind of side of things. I think a lot of my, I get a lot of things though, guys, I, I have it for the neurodiverse, like ADHD kind of stuff, I get it for my gender stuff my name changing, like, you know, I've got people coming at me for all different angles and I love it, you know, I, I, I do love it. Um, but it, it can be a lot sometimes, you yeah. know. Um, in line with that and with your history of having encounters with health professionals who you might think mm-hmm. don't know you and your body as well as you do, um, ah, the sun, um, in line <laughs> with both of those things, um, to what extent do you feel like you have to be the beacon of all knowledge like do you feel like you have to sort of go into like these yeah. these health meetings with all of this knowledge and, and yeah. or, or speak to obviously you have all of these people coming mm. to speak to you like do you feel that way and also if so like how do you how do you mm. deal with that because I, I I know for you know especially like you say people on social mm. media who have a following people do assume that and yeah. obviously like you say in these health meetings yeah. with people yeah so I think in regards to the my experience with health professionals, I go into them with the knowledge of the gender side to try and create an awareness for that. Mm. Um, and obviously stand my ground in, you can't dismiss me when I've been doing this since I was 13. Like, be careful here, you know? Like, I, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, I've had experience <laughs> from someone who's a lot more tenured than a lot of these, you know, my... First Tread lightly, Dino. Yeah, I know this shit. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I my... Ver- my first gynecologist um, is a lot older, you know, he's looking at retirement and I'm so sad. Um, and he has knowledge from a lot longer than some of these younger doctors that I'm now coming across. Um, and, they're, you know, they're, they're amazing still, but they need to understand that they're not talking to someone who's just figured out they've got endometriosis. But I like to bring in the gender aspect to them. In regards to the followers, it's so hard because of my kind hearted nature I can't, when I see someone who is in need of help, I try so hard to separate, but I I still try and help. Sometimes it may just be a briefer message. I do try to say, you know, I am not a doctor, okay? I don't know your specific situation. You still need to see a specialist, but what I can highlight to you are some points that you could bring to their attention. You are more than welcome to say you have seen someone on their journey. You're more than welcome to point them my way if that's allowed. However, I just try and point out that they just need to push. They just need to push, stand their ground and say, no, I want investigations before you just put a coil inside of me. I want investigations before you just dismiss me and tell me to go on the pill. 
um, things like this, because it's awful that people are being told to go on the contraceptive pill for endometriosis. That does not help at all, by the way. That only helps time of the months. Um, and actually, that can be um, more negative, actually affecting them positive in a lot of circumstances, which it was for me as well. I am trying very hard with boundaries. I'm, I'm very... Um, I'm a big advocate for boundaries and um, things like that. I do encounter, unfortunately, where I do tell someone because they become quite demanding sometimes. It can be a communication, miscommunication kind of thing sometimes. Yesterday, I had someone, you know, message me and said, um, I just want to make a suggestion that could you share this? Um, and I was like, mm, I'm really sorry, but I, I would really ask that you please maybe consider how you approach things. I would really ask you to please respect that I am also a human. I do also have my own life. I do also have, I put as much time as I can into this. And they really came back to me quite negatively. And they said, oh, I'm sorry to take a moment out of your life. And I, that's where I have to then, you know, when someone becomes a bit like that, I then, that's where my boundaries come in. And I, I do stand my ground. I say, look, you, you shouldn't speak to someone like that, especially when you're asking for help. I will give you the help you need. And I still will. Um, I still tell them the help. But my... My my approach then changes, you know, my kind heart then goes into kind of like stern mode. And I'm like, this is this, this is that you need to go and speak to a specialist because I'm also not there. I'm not paid to take it. I'm not I'm not paid to share what I share. You know, I have I have partnerships and collaborations with certain brands, which are amazing um, and things like that. But I don't I don't get paid by Instagram. I don't get paid by my followers. Um, my followers do support me in some partnerships, you know, when they buy the products that I buy, you know, I buy them too, um, that I wear all the time or I use all the time. People support me by using some of my codes, of course, but a lot of my partnerships are free and I do it because I want people to know about these all-inclusive brands and products that are, you know, genderless and they're for everyone. Um, so yeah, I think people need to understand that there are people behind these phones, there are people behind these platforms. Um, so yeah. It's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. And uh, hats off to you for dealing with that. I don't know if I could um, uh, handle having so many people invested in everything that I do and everything that I present. It seems like yeah. a lot of pressure. Negative as well. Yeah, yeah it's like so... the comments. Yeah, like, yeah, you see it sort of everywhere. People like, and like trolls and stuff and people that hate on people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? Why are you here? I am very lucky. (laughs) I am fortunate. I I actually don't get that much negativity. I actually feel more toxicity within the community, which is very, very sad. Um, There are a lot of gatekeepers around, um, whether they be trans gatekeepers. We There's also TERFs, okay? There are, unfortunately, there is someone, I don't know if we're allowed to name names, but there is a... A lesbian YouTuber um, who is a massive turf. Um, and when Elliot, Page I thought you were going to say there is someone. I don't know if we can name names. JK, JK Rowling. Rowling. <laughs> oh well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I don't need to name that one. That I mean, no, there. we but, can but, shit all but, over know, JK. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about this person, and I'm surprised because I feel yeah. like no, I mean, actually, I believe, like, I mean, they, they post it all over their YouTube. Um, it, it's someone called um, Ariella, um, and she is a lesbian YouTuber, and she's a massive turf. Um, and she is someone who, so when Elliot Page came out recently, which is fucking awesome, let's just say, um, so awesome. that took a lot of courage. And, you know, when you, again, even me, I'm not even in the limelight, you know, like, like Elliot, um, 
it's taken me so long to come out because the longer you leave it, the harder it is. The longer that someone's known you as your dead name and the harder it is like, uh, this is my name now. You just need to get with it. It's hard. Um, however, when Elliot Page came out, Ariella decided to do a video about Elliot Page and said, oh, no, guys, we've lost another lesbian. Fuck off. Fuck. What do you mean you've lost another lesbian? Oh. You should be happy for the person to find themselves. It's almost like sometimes TERFs, and it's not just lesbians, of course, so I want to make that clear. However, we in the community of the trans and non-binary, we're experiencing it quite a lot because for some reason, I guess I'm connected with more people who are um, more female assigned at birth, so AFABs, that transition to either non-binary or to transgender men or are just trans non-binary like myself, trans masculine. Um, and it's almost like they put, like they feel like they have the right to have a possession over people I'm, i've never identified as gay so when i get people like that i've had comments being like well you're still always going to be a lesbian i'm like mm, honey i was never a lesbian like <laughs> do you know what i mean i was yeah. never a lesbian i've never felt gay if anything i actually feel more like me i still don't my, you know my my girlfriend um is a female and it feels way it feels more right because i still don't feel gay it actually makes more sense to me because i'm trans non-binary I actually feel more straight. It's a very weird experience, uh, maybe a different a different topic, but mm. it's hard. I think I'm very lucky. You know, I don't get that much hate. A lot of my hate comes from people who are, um, I would say they misuse religion, um, potentially. I think a lot of people within the community um, experience people, you know, from who like to try and use God as a, as a weapon um, when actually God loves all. Um, I'm not religious myself, but that's actually where I get most of the hate is from people trying to bring in um, Bible references and things like that. Otherwise, I'm quite lucky. Very interesting. What? Very interesting. I I definitely don't want to detract from that, but I want to, I'd I'd love to address if you're open to it. I love, we've kind of blended all the difficult conversations. I know, I told you, I'm like, I can't No, it's it's perfect. I love it. It's so organic. And it also helps us doing, uh, avoid doing, and now your second difficult conversation. Oh yeah, trying to do segues, Um, especially when the topics are kind of different. It's so awkward because we'll just be like here trying to like ASMR into the microphone, like now to the next. Part two, okay, bye. Yeah, um, but um, um, I, I'm really interested in you said um, you were interested in talking about um, uh, issues that affect mm-hmm. uterus having people and making yeah. it clear to your audience mm-hmm. that not everyone who has a uterus is mm-hmm. a woman. 100%. Um, this is something I covered very recently, actually, in my story. It was recently... Um, cervical cancer awareness week as well um and uh month it's a few different times in the year actually um and it's very very important cervical cancer to... awareness year it is all Hello, the time everybody. it should be aware of ourselves yeah. all of it, the time. it really is everyone needs to be you know um it's very very important to acknowledge that if you are firstly a transgender person a non-binary person or both or anywhere in between or outside if you are um a female assigned at birth cervical cancer and smears is a massive massive thing i i hate that it is 25 that is the earliest age and you only get a smear and if you have a problem prior and you have to push for it um it is ridiculous you know i was on the cervical cancer scale from 16 um and i again only because of my endo stuff like in a weird way i kind of thank my endo because you know i wouldn't have found out about other stuff um however yes it's very very important to highlight it is not just female identifying individuals that have a womb or uterus my gynecologist now actually says um 
people who have wombs, you know, her terminology is incredible. Her inclusive um, terminology and words that she uses is, is great. And I think that is very important to uh, spread that word that actually you shouldn't always say that, you know, oh, women carry children, uh, women have periods, women have babies, women have wombs. It's again, people who have wombs, humans who have uteruses. Um, it's very important. Um, I, I think I just kind of want to get away from that whole binary gender labels you know we all experience some of us you know all genders sometimes experience the same thing all genders experience bullying all genders experience feeling self-conscious insecurities you know we're all if we look at it really from a bigger picture we're all we're all human you know um so yeah i do want to make that clear that trans men still have wombs and things like that yeah it's so important it puts a lot of pressure when a pressure on all sides when the language is 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 binary and I think it prevents yeah. people from like accessing the healthcare perhaps that they need and accessing the services. People get dismissed. Yeah, yeah, because people are being dismissed. Or also mm-hmm. if you're you know, you're seeing all of this advertisement for um be it something like cervical cancer mm-hmm. awareness or HPV awareness yeah. or whatever and it doesn't feel like it's pertaining to you. And this, mm-hmm. as we discovered sort of last week in speaking to our previous guest on our podcast, we talked a lot about HPV. Yeah. Going mm. for those appointments is an uncomfortable thing. Regard it can be and it, for some people it can be a really it can put them in a really dangerous feeling position. Yeah. And if that's the case for you anyway, regardless of your gender, mm-hmm. if the language that is being used to advertise those yeah. things, it can so easily push you away from going. Yeah. It's so important. For people to go. who are on hormones as well, you yeah. know, when they do appear maybe or if they do pass, um if they are trans gender but are cis passing you know uh for instance female or male because of hormones they have that privilege of being able to pass if they want to they're walking into a room for a smear test or for an endo appointment or a gynecological appointment i can imagine that some of them get responses like uh what are you doing here and the u.s is you know i think we all know the u.s is in a hard time and hopefully we're in, we're entering a light with uh biden however um I have seen so many stories through my connections of social media and generally because of the stuff I follow, um, of course, uh, that people have been rejected healthcare and medical treatment in that area or generally for any treatment because they are trans and the doctors either are ignorant, um, let's be real, assholes, or they're actually in fear that they could have their licenses taken away. Um, if they were to then help and um, treat someone who is within these communities or these identities. It is horrific, guys. Like, I, it's it's so sad. And, you know, there are some amazing people of status or a bigger reach um, that are spreading the word. But the problem is, it seems that it's, it's the duty of the people who are unfortunately having to go through these traumas that are the ones spreading this awareness. And that's where allyship comes in. For all movements, all causes... You know, that's why I'm an advocate for everything. Um, I advocate for everything within the trans world, for hu- all human rights, um, BLM, all of it. I advocate for because I'm that person that if I'm asking for people to accept me and be an ally to what I represent and the community I represent, then I need to represent all. Um, you know, disabilities. Oh, there's such a lack of that. You know, accessibility, people with neurodiversity, um, you know, physical disabilities. Where's the inclusion of that? Where's that? You know, these people as well need this treatment. Um, and if you are unfortunately physically or mentally disabled and like trans and non-binary, um, 
scary, you know. Um, the the biggest minority right now is black trans people, you know, and that's something I'm trying to advocate for. Um, they don't get enough representation and they need the biggest help right now. Yeah, for sure. It's it's so interesting that a lot of the conversations we've been having recently, especially it's been, Mm. as you said, cervical cancer prevention week, and we've had people on the on the on the podcast with uteruses come on and talk about health issues it a lot of it comes back to me and also about mental health issues a lot of it comes back to me about the importance of a inclusive free public health service Mm -hmm. uh the america the america the america (laughs) the The america 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 is uh, like you know the privatization of the healthcare system is so fucking problematic for so many fucking mm-hmm. reasons what we have is a gift we need to cherish it and like recently they passed a um there was basically an amendment to protect the nhs from any u.s trade deals and they ripped that up so yeah. i mean this is the thing yeah. i don't no i fuck it i do in the next election you go to the ballot and you vote not tory yeah <laughs> literally no, like I don't like this is the thing. I don't want this to become like a political campaign. But I mean, as soon mm. as we next get the opportunity, vote yeah. for human rights. Vote for right human rights. That's what it all comes down to: human rights. You know, we could talk and, about endo, of course, but it's all human rights. What we do with our bodies, what we're allowed to do as a human. I yeah, just, and yeah. I mean, like politicians can be so shy, like any side of the coin, but it's all. There was a great quote on The Guilty Feminist, which we listened to a lot. And it was like, you're voting for who you want to fight with, not the person that you're like, oh my God, you're perfect. You're voting for the person that you want to have an argument with and who's going to be receptive to your issues. Mm. And I think that is not Boris Johnson, but him. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Speech done. (laughs) Um, TJ, is there anything you want to say on any of the subjects that we've covered that you feel like you want to put out there and make sure that podcast listeners know? Um, do you know what it is? I think, I think it all comes down to like, I'm not even just saying it for the community, like the communities I represent, because actually, as I said, I lived a lot of my life as uh, a cisgender person, because I, that's all I knew, I felt forced to, I didn't know anything else, there was no awareness. Uh, I think it is that real kind of cheesy, cheesy cliche of, we really do need to come together, we need to stand together, we need to stand up for all the causes that may not personally affect you um in regards to of course i know we came on here to speak about um endo awareness and everything like that but that's equally just important you know i myself being a trans non-binary human i'm obviously fighting for endo awareness as a whole but i need the help of other people who don't identify as i do to help also bring awareness up for us and vice versa you know i'm pushing endo for everyone um, but I think it's just standing together for everything, you know, all different representations um, and really kind of pushing all of this. And like you said, human rights is, I think, the main thing right now that we need to all focus on. Um, but yeah, and I, we will do that. We will get there. I think as well, I want to make sure, you know, it ha- there have been positives. I don't want it to be like a everything shit, you know. Mm. I actually, we are slowly but surely getting there. Just imagine, though, if a few more people here and there were on board, 
how much yeah. more progress we could be making. Yeah, and how so much that's where awareness comes Yeah, in. and how many more experiences with gynecologists number three that people would be having as opposed to number one yeah. and number no wait well yeah as opposed to other people that are on um, <laughs> as opposed to like relaying your history <laughs> number twenty seven and number four I'm like relaying TJ's gynecologist history here. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, imagine how many more inclusive experiences people would be having because people would have the education yeah. and will have. And that's like you said, the experiences, you know, this is my experience also as someone who lives in the UK. Um, There are a lot of different experiences, like we've covered US, actually Europe, um, Mm. unfortunately, less accessible countries as well, people who can't even come out, you know, there are so many things which are for a different time. But um, I think that's also something to be aware of that I acknowledge that I am also very, very privileged um, in the country that I live in um, and the position that I'm in. Um, And that's why I actually want to do this more so is to help then hopefully that ripple effect that other places will also catch up yeah yeah absolutely tj is there anything you want to plug okay so um if anyone is listening to this and they don't already follow me uh, my instagram is tj lucas box um i am working on something currently right now um with my partner to try and help Ooh. uh maybe people uh get their voices out there and get their their own projects out there um more to come so keep watch um i want Ooh. to try and use my platform to help create something else for others to you know, get somewhere and get their work or voices heard. Um, So keep your eyes peeled. Um, I will be relaunching my YouTube um, as TJ. So I've deleted all my previous. So that's where I will be doing more videos a bit like this, covering different topics and questions from people who follow me. Um, But yeah, I just, do you know what? Just if you want to follow me, great. Be part of, um, you know, our chosen family, whoever you are, however you identify. Um, And like, let's do this. And thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Your generosity, your... Thank you for coming on. Like talking about everything. It's been wonderful. Thank you for having me. This has been Open House with Mel Lowe and Clancy Ryan. Music by Glenn Clark. (laughs) 